we have here yet another homily to the story behind known and unknown rock stars that have died with special notes on their legacy left behind. This is Eric the Prog King here on the Progressive Rock Psychedelic Beatles Pop Show, and this is the fifth such story in the series. In this podcast, you will hear very rare progressive rock, jazz rock, Beach Boys-like pop, incredibly scary psychedelic space instrumentals with sexual connotations, believe it or not, and even a few hits, suicides, COVID, and other target and organ disease takes its toll on these musicians. Let's start with the band Family, a progressive psychedelic band of the 60s and 70s with noted unique vocalists. Four members have died in this band, but the star John Wetton went on to huge fame and will be discussed at later time when we be joining this supergroup later in my show, uh, a few shows from now. In the late 1969, saxophone and harmonica player Jim King or Alec Woodburn appeared on the band's earlier material when he was asked to leave family due to health problems and musical disagreements, but he also exhibited erratic behavior and was replaced by a multi-instrumentalist who has not passed on. In 2012, he passed away at the age of 69 of undisclosed causes. Rick Greck, the bass player, also joined the band early in the career. He also played violin and cello on this upcoming song. In 1990, he died of liver failure at the age of 44 as a result of alcohol abuse. Both appear on this song. And lastly, Tony Ashton joined the band briefly near the end, and he died in 2001 at the age of 55 of cancer. So listen to the cellos and bass lines of Rick Greck and the very eerie high chanting by the now passed away Jim King as he leads off this song, The Chase, from the album Music in a Doll's House. Oh, 
I love to challenge my mind, and when the band decides to increase the pitch at the end of a song just because, well, I'm all in on that one. Next up, Rick Canoff, the saxophonist from the band Flock. The band had two really good albums and started the career of Jerry Goodman, future violinist of the supergroup Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mr. Canoff died of a stroke at the sad age of 40. He was a juvenile diabetic since the age of 10. So let's give a listen to this sax playing on this jazz rock band with similar leanings in 1969 to their competition, also coming from Chicago, called Chicago. I actually heard this song, Clown, off the Flock's first album in 1969 on WBCN in Boston. So I guess it was sort of a small FM hit back then. Who's 
sound like Chicago from 1969, the same year this album came out by The Flock. So there was competition in Chicago. And now for all you oldsters out there, the one to four hit wonder from 1960s, I'm one of those people that watched lead singer Freddie Garrity dance around the floor doing silly nerdy dance songs like the Freddie in the 60s. He's a singer and his illness must have been tough for him later in life as he suffered from emphysema, a breathing disorder, and circulatory problems. From what I have been reading about ill health, he died from complications to surgery, though, in the hospital. Bernie Dwyer, the drummer, arranged his own funeral and died of lung cancer in 2002 at the age of 62. Derek Quinn, lead guitarist, the oldest of the band, died recently in 2020 from COVID at the age of 78. So as you listen to this upcoming song from 1963, remember one of Freddie's quotes in life. The Dreamers and I have always been daft. You couldn't call me a sex idol, could you? Collectively, we're no glamour boys. Freddie and the Dreamers. I'm telling you now I'm telling you right away I'll be saying for many a day I'm in love with you now I'm telling you what you wanna hear I'll be telling you for many a year I'm in love with you now Do you think I'm fooling when I say I love you? I love you Maybe you'll believe me when I'm finally through Through, through, through I'm telling you now I know it's been said before Say you love me and I will be sure I'm in love with you now
yes. Funny to watch on TV, yes. But pretty catchy song back in the 60s. That's Freddie and the Dreamers, and now we really pick things up here with the next song. It's Peter Banks, guitarist and original member for the band Yes. But it's not the work with Yes that stands out. It's the work with the band Flash. They were Yes-like tendencies, but to be honest, they were more Flash, no pun intended, uh, on the heavier end also. When uh, Yes wanted to add strings to their first album, some members were virtually left out, including Banks. Banks moved on and formed Flash, and their song Small Beginnings off the first album went to number 28 in the Billboard charts, a pretty popular song back then. I think it was 72, I think. There were tensions in the band, and after their third album, they broke up. Banks died of heart failure on March 7, 2013, in his home in Barnett, London. He was reportedly found after failing to turn up for a scheduled recording session. He was 65. Interestingly, the band Flash is still around, and they released an incredible fourth album in 2013, probably on the same time frame as when Peter Banks died. You want to hear some pyro-complicated prog music? Well, let this wild yet deceased guitarist and very capable bass player blow you away with some great technique.
Flash is such a great band. Power, technique, and composition. That's probably my favorite album, their third album, uh, called Out of Our Hands, uh, again with the late Peter Banks. But up next, Graham Field, keyboardist extraordinaire who formed two bands, Rare Bird from the 60s and 70s and the band Fields later on. The song by Rare Bird called Sympathy sold over one million copies worldwide. Sadly, Graham Field uh, died at the age of 77 from cancer in 2018. Fields was sort of a supergroup with the other two members, a bassist and a drummer, joining the dual keyboard band Greenslade much later. His band Fields is up next, a proggy Genesis-like instrumental, a great way to showcase his keyboard skill. Thank you, Graham Fields.
Fields from England with Graham Fields, keyboardist that passed away. Here comes another prog rocker here on the Progressive Rock Psychedelic Beatles Pop Show, whose member, a violinist, is highlighted. From Canada comes Nash the Slash, or James Jeffrey Jeff Blumen, who played electric violin and mandolin. He performed with surgical bandages covering his face starting in 1979. During a gig at the Edge in in the late 1970s to raise awareness from the threat of Three Mile Island disaster, he walked on stage wearing bandages dipped in phosphorus paint and exclaimed, Look, this is what happens to you. The bandages became a trademark for him. He only appeared on one album by this great band, FM, their first album. Plumen, after recovering from a severe car-bike accident, decided to leave the band. Well, he died from a heart attack at the age of 66 in 2014. The drummer is incredible, and so is the keyboardist. And remember, there is absolutely no guitars ever played on any song by the band FM. It's all Nash the Slash. This, my favorite song, has an incredible high point near the end of the song called One O'Clock.
unbelievable. Great, powerful, positive sound at the end. Great drummer, great keyboardist, great mandolin slash violin player and Nash the Slash uh, on the band FM from Canada. We continue on now with more progressive rock with Glenn Baker, a totally unknown artist. He only released one album, and I purchased that directly from England through eBay about a year ago. He's pastoral in sound, emulating hugely the band Genesis. In fact, he appears with the band The Enid here and there. The album was released on the Stand label, and the label owned by Enid. I believe it's this is the only album, if not two, pressed on the label that was not part of the Enid's releases. He created interpretations of Vivaldi and Debussy on this one release. A sad story in that he took his own life in 2006. Very little information after that. Here is the beautiful song from 1985 called A War Within, perhaps the foretelling of his own life's finale. The end is so heartfelt, as if he knew the future. i 
and pastoral, sometimes Genesis-like. That was Glenn Baker, who took his own life years ago in 2006. And now a pretty important figure in music, Andrew Gold. He had written some popular soft-pop rock music back in the 70s, like Thank You for Being My Friend. That went to number 25 on the Billboard charts, as well as another song called Lonely Boy. He wrote the music for the sitcom Mad About You, and he also worked with Linda Ronstadt. But it was in 1996 when he released a one-off masterpiece in the eyes of Eric the Prog King called Greetings from Planet Love, about a pseudoname of the band's called Fraternal Order of All, which was Andrew Gold and Graham Gouldman from 10CC. It harkened back to the psychedelic 60s with so many influences being heard. He died at a young age of 59 in 2011. Andrew contracted kidney cancer, but it was heart failure that unfortunately made him pass away. Here is a heart-wrenching song that actually made me cry when I first heard it as it reminded me of my mother, whom had just recently passed away. Beach Boy is inspired with such innocence. Here is Balloon in the Sky. One time 
majestic, innocent, beautiful. I think that's the reason why I cried, because it reminded me of my mom. And I don't know if any of you shed a tear or not. It probably didn't mean much, but it did to me back then when I first heard it. And that was Andrew Gold. Now the band Gypsy. Three members. They're from America. They passed away. Enrico Rosenbaum, or Eric for short, was the backbone of the band. They put out four albums. Their first album was a double album that I purchased in 1970. The album peaked at number 44 on Billboard. He wrote almost all the songs off that album. James Johnson was another guitarist who also passed away. And Jimmy Haskell, another person who passed away, or Sheridan Perlman was his birth name, was the composer for the strings on the album, but he had a large presence on many other popular songs. He won numerous Grammys, like Remember Ode to Billy Joe Jumped Off the Tallahassee Bridge by Bobby Gentry, or The Tide is High by Blondie, or How About Bridge Over Troubled Water? That was Jimmy doing all the arrangements. He died at the age of 88 from natural causes in 2016. Eric Rosenbaum, the guitarist, died in 1979 at the age of 36, again from suicide after a long battle with drug abuse. And Jim Haskell passed away with being prognosed symptoms of esophageal cancer. And in 2014, Jim performed... Uh, the final show, and he had to be rushed to the hospital because he almost passed out on the stage. In this relatively unknown album, in the song called The Third Eye, you will hear all of them, the string arrangements and Eric and Jim's guitar playing. Enjoy the song. Yeah. 
the band Gypsy, with three members gone from that particular band. Now, on the more commercial end of pop rock, Kirk Winter was the first guitarist of the band Guess Who. Randy Bachman, later of Bachman Turner Overdrive, replaced Kurt later on, but he played on some pretty popular songs with this band, as you will soon hear. Kurt retired from the music business living in Winnipeg, actually where most of the band Guess Who came from. He too suffered from alcohol abuse, and over time he succumbed to kidney failure at the age of 51 in 1997. Let's listen to a song by Guess Who who feature Kurt Winter's musical prowess and appreciate what he gave to us so many years ago. Guess who? 
from Canada with a very popular song back in the 70s. And from popular rock, like we just heard, to an incredibly strange, weird album from 1971 comes Mort Garson. For me, he was noted for his composition of Bizarre Space Psychedelia, but he has also wrote very popular songs as well. Ever heard of the song Our Day Will Come back in the 60s? He worked with Rod McEwen, Doris Day, Mel Torme, to name a few. And in 1967, he met Robert Moog, and his world changed. His fifth album, and from 1971, is one of the scariest electronic albums of its kind called Black Mass, under the pseudonym of Lucifer. He called it Lucifer even though it was Mort Garson. He was one of the first arrangers of Moog Synthesizer. One write-up stated correctly, Mort Garson boasts one of the most unique and outright bizarre resumes in popular music, spanning from easy listening to occult-influenced space-age electric pop. He lived a good life, dying at the age of 83 from kidney failure, which means that at the age of 47, Mort Garson wrote this music you're going to be hearing shortly. Here is a song, Incubus, which means a male demon believed to have sexual intercourse with a sleeping woman. And if you're taking recreational medication, beware. You will be right there.
you have to shake your head on that one. The ending is so scary. Love this stuff that you'll never hear on the radio. Very rare material. And this whole album is like that. That was Mort Garson. And now, two more songs, which easily could be a finale for the end of the Progressive Rock Psychedelic Beatles Pop Show podcast. First up, Massimo Marante, the guitarist of the sci-fi progressive rock band Goblin. He was one of the founding fathers of the band, and they created dark instrumental prog movie scores like the Italian classic Suspiria. Though the album Roller was not a soundtrack, it's a great progressive rock album. Listen to the guitarist Massimo give his all to this on this song with the same name of the album. Off the album Roller comes the song Roller. He died suddenly this week at the age of 69 from unknown causes.
I love massive church organ. There's nothing better than that and progressive rock. And uh, that one had it. Unfortunately, that guitarist passed away this week in 2022 here in June, almost July. Uh, and at the age 69. And now the final song, all about the ode to unknown and unknown dead rock stars. Number five comes John Mayhew, the first drummer of Genesis. He only played on, I think, one or two albums to eventually being replaced by superstar Phil Collins. He died at the age of 63 in 2009 in the hospital the day before his next birthday of some sort of heart condition, most likely, I think, probably a heart attack. His brother had mounted a search for him after not speaking to him in 18 years and after finding that he had just passed away, he was devastated. He actually quoted, he was an alcoholic and had heart problems. And I understand that quote because I probably would have been an alcoholic if I had been kicked out of the band Genesis and then they won such huge success. He had been working as a carpenter at the time of his death. Listen to his rock-solid drumming on this incredible song by Genesis. The power at the end left me speechless. The song that closes out the album called The Knife off the album Trespass.
just too intense. The quote by Peter Gabriel at the end, some of you are going to die with such intense chords kills me, and there's no pun intended on the name of this show, obviously. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Always like the source from where you got this podcast to receive future episodes and always share with friends. See you next time.